Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Season 4 of the SPEMA Council Podcast. My name is Jackson Prelly, and I'm one of your co-hosts for this season, as well as the podcast producer. Joining me on the hosting side today, we have Madeline Grossi, our podcast administrator and co-host as well. And now I'll throw over to Maddie to introduce our guest today. Thanks, Jackson. Um, so today we have a great guest. Um, Madison of Athlete Influencer Strategy and Business Relations at Sportsnet through Rogers uh, Sports and Media. Previously, she's worked with Hockey Canada as a lead social media and digital content creator. Madison has a wealth of knowledge and experience in the industry, having worked for so many top tier uh, amazing organizations. And we welcome Madison as the 12th guest here on season four of this FEMA Council podcast. So thanks for coming, Madison. Yeah, 12's been one of my lucky numbers recently. So oh. that's a great start. <laughs> Good to hear. Well, we can we can jump right into it if you want. So um, sure. if you just want to tell us a little bit more about like your career path within the sport industry and your current role um, at Sportsnet, I think that's a good place to Okay. Uh, my career path has been unique, but I think everybody's is in our industry. Um, I got my, after taking a undergrad in politics and a master's in health policy, both from Queens, I got into the sports industry uh, and hockey in particular through Upper Deck, the hockey card company. Uh, it was based in, it is based in San Diego, California. So I had a really obscure and really lucky start in hockey in Southern California. What that meant was I got to work with every agent in the NHL as well as a lot of players. Uh, and that's really what propelled me into the path that I'm currently on. I think midway through I, uh, midway through my career so far, but, um, and when I decided I wanted to do the media side of things, um, I was lucky to have the opportunity. I was living in Toronto at the time uh, and taking a media program there and was lucky to have the opportunity to work for the Varsity Blues at University of Toronto. Uh, but then also part-time volunteer job shadowing every everywhere I could and with anyone I could, uh, which ran the gamut from um, volunteering for panel events and groups that, that organized those, uh, working for CBC during the Olympics of 2018, um, working for City TV during TIFF two years. So I got some really great experience to learn from awesome people in the industry. Uh, and then ultimately wound up at Hockey Canada, which moved me out here to Calgary, where I am currently. And then um, after Hockey Canada, found my way into Sportsnet and into my current role, which I always say marries everything I've ever done together. So I'm doing athlete relations. Uh, um, I'm using my background in social media. Uh, I'm working on... Um, strategy when it comes to various different properties at Sportsnet. Um, currently dealing in licensing and rights a little bit. So really uh, have a dynamic position that I'm really lucky to have. And I always say working amongst the truly the brightest minds in the business. No, for sure. I mean, sounds like you have a very broad and very like diverse 
career path so far. <laughs> Sounds like you touched almost any every part of the industry. Sometimes, yeah, that's exactly. I'll think like, what is my niche or what is my um, specialty or focus and expertise? And then I go, I don't know if I really have one, um, but I think that works to my strength um, in kind of being a, a jack of all trades and and bringing in perspective and um, insight from various directions. Yeah, and that's that's almost something that some university students can take as well is like mm -hmm. knowing more than one thing is really valuable and really helpful. So mm -hmm. even if you're in a summer job or an internship and like take every opportunity you can just to learn like something small. So then you can like maybe mm -hmm. contribute to that next time. So knowing, knowing more than one thing is definitely helpful. I all, I often say that it's not usually the things on your job description that you'll talk about in a future interview. It's often mm -hmm. where you made yourself useful otherwise or um, things that came, uh, additional opportunities that happened uh, on the side. Um, those are the skills or the lessons that you'll most likely talk about more in a future job interview. No, for sure. And then you briefly touched upon how social media was a big part um, of mm -hmm. your of your life. So we were just wondering, so social media is a large part of society, like in our world today. So how have you seen the worlds of social media and professional athletes benefit from each other? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a, it's been a big part of my career path. Um, mostly because it's where I saw opportunity when I first entered the industry. Uh, it was the area where different groups needed help and support and resources. And so it was often the area I would was able to volunteer my time uh, in order to build um, experience. So what was your question was how, do, how has it changed with athletes or how have they used it well? Like how have they used it well? Have, how have you seen like both like the social media, like how have you seen like social media both like benefit athletes or, or athletes benefit social media? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting conversation because um, I think so often it's fear, fear tactics that are used when it comes to social media and social media policies around teams um, and how athletes in the past were able to engage. But now I'm really happy to see it shift because I think there's a real opportunity and it's not for every athlete. Some, it's not the space where they want to engage or where they are comfortable engaging with their fans directly um, or are comfortable with the potential implications of follow-up or headlines or what have you positive I mean um, so I just want to say that it's not for all uh, it also takes a lot of being intentional and it becomes it's where you make yourself into a brand or a business. A lot of people or athletes, when we speak to them, who do you want to be like? They can mention all the athletes that have huge multi-million dollar endorsements through social media. Um, but the, the truth of the matter is that those, that's a lot of dedication and resources and time, sometimes often even like a dedicated team that you're, you're paying to do so. Um, so I think that if an athlete really wants to do it well, I think they need to explore that question of who am I? Does this fit within my values and the brand that I want to make for myself? Um, and do I want to dedicate that time to making it 
authentic and real. Um, sometimes, you know, in the industry, there are athletes who only post ads, only post paid posts, and that's not really maximizing it either. Um, mm-hmm. But having a genuine presence, not one where you overshare, share every aspect of your life, but asking yourself the question of what am I willing to share to yeah. leverage the options that this platform could provide. Uh, I think that's that's really part of it. And then social media benefits when athletes engage, like you can see if a brand account, a team or a league account uh, makes a post versus if an athlete makes that very same post, the engagement is crazy different um, when you're hearing it straight from an athlete. So uh, social media and the platforms in and of themselves do I think a lot better with, um, with athletes participating. No, for sure. Cause I know like one of the ones that's most recent, like Messi there now has the most liked picture, like, or right. the most liked picture on Instagram. And I was an athlete rather than like Argentina, like the totally association posting. There is, isn't the yeah, most great famous. example. I think we just see how much like athletes do have a bigger following than like a team. Yeah. I would say. I thought it was interesting too, like watching the world juniors, this is less like social media and a little bit more like media like content, but it was interesting how like watching pro sports, you can tell that like athletes are media trained and they have like experience mm-hmm. in it. And I found it not like funny, but like interesting to watch like the intermission um, interviews and these like 17 year old kids and they just like, they're so distracted and they don't know what to say and they're looking down the hallway and I was like, whoa, like, it's just so, it's like such a different world for them because normally in the teams they're normally playing with, like that doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like they're crushing it in the tournament and everybody wants to talk to them and they're, I think a little bit like taken back and don't know what to do. So I found that super interesting watching those interviews because it's just different than what you see in pro sports, like most of the time. So you felt those were more of uh, more of an authentic, like authentic, untrained um, look at the at the inside. Is that what you say? Yeah. Yeah. Like they were just I don't know. I, I like there was one I watched and like they were like, looking down the hallway. But like the girl, like the interviewer, the reporter was like, like asking them a question. And he was like looking down no. the hallway and like so distracted. But I even thought it was funny at the when, at the gold medal game when um, Connor Bedard was being interviewed and she asked him a question about like, well, you set so many records. He just like cut her off. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like, he was just like, no, I don't want to talk about me. We're talking about my team right now. And I was like, like, it was just really funny to see. I thought that made headlines and that made a social media moment. Yes. I, I really thought that was, that was cool. I'm like so humble of, a 17 year old or like a young kid to say. So I like that. Classic hockey, the hockey team before I. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Well, um, as you've mentioned already, like you, you have had a great um, path and experience in the Mm. sport industry. Um, But what's like one key takeaway or piece of advice that you've received somewhere along your journey that like you still think about today or that really helped you that that helps guide your path? Yeah, I love that question. I've had that a couple, uh, I've reflected on that at a couple different points. And 
at one point, I think I've shared this with both of you before, um, it was my now colleague, Ken Reed, uh, who said, you're done buying tickets to things. And that really impacted my um, hustle, as I call it, or my journey into the industry, um, because it really forced me at that point to ask myself, how could I be useful? How could I get into this event, not as a fan, but rather uh, shadowing, volunteering, a part-time, you know, role in just to be in the space as opposed to, um, as opposed to, again, buying a ticket. So at that point in my career, I think that one carried me a long way and I've shared it with credit to Ken uh, many, many a times. Um, I don't, more recently, it wasn't, it's not as specific, but as I progress through, I think, and as I've been able to offer advice to others or mentor others along the way, um, I think there's a really, um, I often emphasize the fine line between like of knowing, knowing your worth and, and that doesn't always look like hard nose negotiations. I need this much in a salary, but rather, um, when and where you're putting in or you're giving more than is than you're getting out of uh, an opportunity or a volunteer position or or a job um i think that's really important um in a business where sometimes it can for for reasons such as passion this passion of sports uh people or sports fans in particular um it can go too far where you have you're not maintaining your worth or your value or you're not being financially compensated fairly uh, or at all. Um, but you're a part of a really great team and, and time just kind of ticks. So I think that's been more recently what's uh, top of mind for me to advocate forward with is, um, is that advice of just knowing your worth. Yeah, I think that's important for, for students to hear too because mm -hmm. you can get caught up in what other people are doing and like I've yeah. always I, I feel like I've always been pretty aware of like my surroundings and I was kind of that kid in high school and like still am like I'm just gonna do what I think like I don't really care what other people think about like if I <laughs> volunteer or if I do a job like I don't really if it's gonna benefit me for the better then then that's what I'm in it for mm -hmm. um, but it's it's really important to like know your surroundings and know what you deserve and and like feel mm -hmm. feel proud to do it and not guilty. I think that's hard for students sometimes too, because mm -hmm. you, especially I, I don't know Jackson could agree, but like especially in sport management sometimes because you have to miss out. Yeah, you have mm -hmm. to miss out on some things. So like feeling proud and like happy that you're doing something instead of like guilty that you have to miss out on something else or like oh sorry I can't do this because I'm going to this job or this volunteer um, event. That's really interesting. And probably like in an environment where you're surrounded by it, people doing the hustle, um, yeah. where it becomes that level of, yeah, guilt. Or as you progress through, it's like you're missing family birthday parties, you're missing Christmas, you're missing, that will, that feeling will carry through and, and be something that being aware of at this stage, um, you'll really be able to tackle it. Yeah, for sure. No, for sure. So, um, and then just another one. So as you talk about, you've worked with many athletes. So, and this one doesn't 
have to be even be just athlete related but like what are some great qualities that you see um mm -hmm. that people hold when you have to work within social media yeah um within just and generally media social but um kind of all the areas what i really look for in in athletes to work with or uh, colleagues in general but um particularly athletes is an openness um, and an interest in what's happening so we alluded to before a lot of times people say well I want to be so and so on mm. I want to be who gronk on social um, but then when it comes to posting or showing up or um, even engaging when it comes to negotiating for the value of the deal uh, not as open or hesitant or um yeah again just a little bit like less willing and so I really look for someone who is engaged in their own brand and engaged in their own um path and consider themselves a business and how this will lead to that and how it fits in the big picture I think that's one of the most inspiring things is when you see a high profile athlete um show up to a shoot and they know exactly what they're there for. They have already been briefed. They've sought out, like they've taken agency in their own kind of role and the resources around them. Yeah. Um, that's something that I, I get really excited about. Um, and by that same measure, I think it's just an openness and like a kindness to everyone around you. So when, uh, an athlete shows up again to a shoot or work on a project and they're high profile, they're one, but there's probably 10 to 15 Sportsnet people or brand people there. Yeah. Um, and we're all, they, we all become part of the same team with the same goal that day. So kindness and openness, appreciation, um, those are all things that I think are really in and make it easy to work with and around. Uh, those are all things I, I really seek out. Yeah. I think that's hard sometimes to maybe see on social media. So, mm. because you can maybe think that about somebody and then maybe to work with them might be different. Right. So totally. that's yeah. a big thing, but you know what? Our business is such that it's very in Canada in particular, it's very small. So, um, reputation carries through for sure. And that has to do with us as employees, athletes, um, you know, teams that you might be working in and around it's, um, yeah. So for the most part, people like show up kind, they bring their values with them. And that's a really, uh, really beautiful thing. Yeah, for sure. And then, um, I mean, you've uh, maybe Jackson and I've heard about some of your experiences before already too, but um, what's one of the most like memorable experiences that you've had um, either in sport or during like your volunteering? Um, I I'm sure there's, there's quite a few to pick from. Yeah, uh, it's hard not to, there's definitely been moments, like pinch me moments of being in the same room with some of the greats and being like, wow. Um, what is life but then I think it's hard not to answer that question and a highlight for me which you probably have heard me talk about was um, two summers ago my first summer with Sportsnet we hosted uh, a shoot it was two weeks long it was at 
Ryan Kessler's house in Michigan called Kess's house. And we brought 25 athletes, celebrities in uh, for various lengths of time within the two week span to shoot content. Um, it was the craziest span and the craziest work thing I've ever worked on for the reason that there are, it was still during COVID. I was one of two Sportsnet employees there. The rest was a hired team, uh, a local hired team. And it was the most moving pieces, if you can imagine, 25 high profile people in, out, cars, uh, to set, staying, like staying in booking hotels, um, dealing with catering for the entire production. Uh, one night I was directing a live stream, which I'm not remotely qualified to do. There, <laughs> it was really the case of doing whatever is needed um, and bringing in the skill set that are, is not on a job description, but all just digging into anything I've ever done. Wow. It's the most proud I've ever been. Um, I fostered really beautiful, sustainable relationships out of that between uh, colleagues, agents, athletes. Um, you know, we've been able to work with many of them again since. Um, so that one was memorable. It was it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, when we were done shooting, um, we often stayed and and hung out and hosted the people who had come into town. So uh, that one I will never forget or stop talking about. <laughs> nope. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And um, I mean, twenty five people, twenty five athletes at least in the same place at the same time is like you're probably it's like overwhelming but at the same time like you have a job to do so you can't really like get too distracted <laughs> oh yeah um and it was luckily over the span of two weeks so we'd have four one day three the next some of them would overlap and stay a couple of days it was this other level of um like bringing in across sports so we had hockey players we had tennis uh stars um we had nfl like Terrell Owens and Ocho Cinco come, which is a whole other level of celebrity when an NFL star walks into a space. Mm -hmm. uh, we had basketball players, uh, we had country music singers. It was they would pull up in their. Um, we had the McMorris brothers, so every day they'd come in in their car service and like this. Escalade would pull in and I'd go, okay, here it goes another day and another, like, who am I going to meet and get to know? And uh, it was all, all really awesome experience. No, it sounds like a busy two weeks though. Sounds like it would have been yeah. a hectic two weeks. So, and I was still in COVID when you had to come back and quarantine. So then I had to quarantine for two weeks. Um, I was gone for the better part of a month and then had to quarantine for two weeks in my brother's basement. So you go from this like high, you know, rushing, running around for almost 20 days straight to alone in the basement with the dog. <laughs> two different worlds there. Different worlds, yeah. And then just our last little question for you. So um, as we talked about social media, so what has been your favorite piece of social media or digital content released in the last year? Oh gosh. <laughs> the tough one. What if it's not sports related? It does not have to be sports related. Is. That's okay. 
Okay, so I've been thinking a lot about the Harry and Meghan stuff and thinking about how that plays into the the major marketing wheel that they've ignited. Have you all, have you all watched it? I have, yeah. I have not. Jackson? Okay. It's it's on the list. Because it's very relevant in our, in our world, often what we talk about is the success in the digital space is like the success of F1, the series, like as now as a sport because of the series and the people watching F1 that wouldn't have cared otherwise. Yeah. So that's often comes up in the, in the sports media world of like how to replicate the F1 success. So then I watch Harry and Megan and I think about what it stands for and the platform that they used and then how that all plays into the timing of it ahead of his book release um and then they have other series coming out of that now like a live to lead where they've interviewed six like world leaders that's all produced by them so i i can't not that i feel like that's going to be an iconic piece of um the content world or our history uh, when it comes to favorite and just most recent piece of content that has so many other implications and yeah. and um, and sport could could learn from for certain. Yeah, I found it interesting watching that at home, like over Christmas break with my parents too, because it's like yeah. two totally different generations with like different knowledge on the royal family and mm-hmm. you know all of that, like there's there's lots of opinions and there's lots of conversations about it so it was pretty interesting to be home and watch it with my parents too a hundred percent everyone has it and I always ask like totally openly to anyone what do you think and people say this part I didn't like this part I had hesitations or this part I was always told in the media in a different generation this angle um and just imagine if that were I have to say that as my answer versus like, what am I going to pick? I mean, we're Super Bowl commercials should be coming up here soon, but um, those kinds, like how do you pick a sports content when like this one, the <laughs> different levels of engagement and opinion and the sides and the way it hooks you is so fascinating. No, because yeah. it's like, like it, everyone has different tastes. Like I know mine isn't even sports related. It's the um, Jonah Hill stuts. Yes. Like the, like just like watching that one was like eye opening too, and like that was that was like mine and someone sports related. So I think like I have I'm only halfway through because um I was journal I was pausing journaling pausing journaling the whole thing. So it was it's been taking me so long. I'm only halfway through Jonas. <laughs> really good. But isn't that fascinating? So these are historically those would have been on linear television that we'd have watched have had a one appointment viewing now we watch them and on digital they have implications further we probably also saw a trailer on instagram and then conversation is happening on twitter i don't even know how those are being reflected on tiktok (laughs) i can't begin to guess um but that is that's the reality of all of our screen experiences that make them so much bigger. Yeah. It's the social media is, is a, is a crazy thing. And I think it's, it's interesting how all of the worlds kind of connect and, and mm-hmm. how you can see things from all different angles. It's, 
it's a it's a wild world for sure it's a wild world it's one it's important to maintain strict boundaries and to be honest with yourself about uh when you've had enough and need a break um I delete most most of the time I got into uh I lost my uh habit over the holidays but typically I'm in the routine of I delete Instagram from my phone on Sunday nights and I then re-add it again on on Friday night um and it was giving me a lot more time in the week and clarity where I would I would go on Instagram on my desktop only so maybe once or twice a day not habitually just open it by mistake um so I think those kinds of boundaries and it's being honest with ourselves as we're like in this industry and we're drinking information out of a fire hose we need to really be real and say I think I need a bit of a break yeah that's hard Mm -hmm. to do sometimes but it's it's important for sure definitely needed yeah your gen I think your generation not that you're that much behind me um now that I'm that much older uh is better at the boundaries you had it younger and you understand whereas like I think my age group um we have no boundaries. <laughs> we just like crash and burn when it comes to <laughs> yeah well Madison we've had a great conversation here today yeah uh, we've yeah we've we've loved chatting to you but as always we normally give the the guest the the floor to end off the episode. So on behalf of Jackson and I, we, we thank you for joining us today. And um, uh, we've had a great conversation. So if you have anything, final words or any closing statements that you want to end off with, but other than that, thanks for joining us. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you. I don't think I have any more uh, inspirational truth bombs <laughs> to drop. Um, but as always, enjoy the thoughtful questions and uh, I wish you both the best in your career path. Reach out whenever, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Awesome. Well, we'll talk soon. See you later. Bye.